Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. Just worship Jesus. Just worship Jesus.
for your neighbor. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Isn't the Lord wonderful? Somebody in my left, you have a problem, a pain, a pain in your lower abdomen. The Lord is healing you now. Now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lower abdomen pain. The Lord heals you now. Just receive your healing. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, welcome back from November. Blessing. Oh! The lame walked. You remember? The blind, the deaf had. You remember? Cancer left. You remember? HIV. What didn't leave in November blessing? Tell me what. Why? We just want men to believe healing exists. Simple. Hallelujah. And the Lord spoke to me about something pertaining healing. There's another move of healing coming. I've been telling Pastor Zach. There's another wave of healing coming. Some of you think you've seen, you've seen nothing yet. We're getting closer to the fulfillment of the prophecy that in the last days knowledge shall increase. And hence all shall be healed. You get it? Many of you, before your very own eyes, are going to get to meetings where everyone gets healed. Watch this. I know how it's going to happen. I'll preach about it one day, but I feel people are going to be healed. I mean, who wasn't healed? Eh? Praise the Lord. People were healed. November blessing. People were healed. People said testimonies after testimonies. Even after service, they were testifying. Hallelujah. And we said, okay, healing is good. Praise the Lord. What we want to do is we want to create a holistic person in, 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 in La Bonita and Fanero. Where you're rich, you're healthy, you're married. What? Educated? Established? Increasing? Blessed on every side. It's possible. Tell your neighbor, blessed every side. And in all things. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we're going. Hallelujah. So something is coming and for if you know you're a minister, I want you to take very, very attentive, uh, an attentive mind in this. Something is happening, pertaining healing. I, I, I see, I see an anointing. Just to heal. But not the usual things we've been calling healing. They've been wonderful and they're healing. But I've seen something so crazy in the area of healing. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I've, I saw and I've seen men do surgery, you know, spiritually. I, I don't know whether you understand. I'm talking of body parts getting back. I, I, you guys are going to see things. I don't know whether you understand. And there are people here who have started to see those things in the spirit realm. They come in your dreams very, very oftenly. They come in your, in your, in your thoughts. You're meditating them day and night. Something is happening. Position yourself. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, position yourself. Hallelujah. If you have had dreams pertaining healing a few days ago, I want you to put up your hands. I want to pray for you now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the healing anointing that you're pouring out in our generation and in this time. We are honored to see you heal men past any understanding in Jesus' name. Hold on to it. It's, gonna, it's, it's, it's about to manifest. Praise the Lord Jesus. Can we start the word? In Jesus' name. I was meditating about something that um, many people think in the Christian faith they've mastered. 
and um, I wanted to take some time just to commit some things to you today. If indeed you have mastered, then you'll master more on your mastery. Or if, you, if you've not yet understood the consequence and, and how serious this is, then I know you'll deal with it. Um, I was reading a portion of scripture in James chapter 3 verse 8. It says that no man can tame the tongue, huh? which is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Praise the Lord. Presupposing that if you are a man, you cannot tame the tongue. And I ask God, then if we are not able to tame the tongue, men are not able to tame the tongue, eh? how then shall they just live? Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And then right in there, I start to see the picture that he said, no man. He didn't say nothing. He said no man. Human being, flesh and blood. No carnal man can tame the tongue. But you're a spirit man. Hallelujah. You're a spirit man. And because you're a spirit man, you can what? You can tame the tongue. You can tame the tongue. The word there for taming is preach to the tongue. Many people preach by the tongue, but they don't preach to the tongue. Today, I want to share about how to preach to your tongue. Praise the Lord. Many people, I said, know how to preach by the tongue. They open and say, Jesus is Lord, but they don't know how to preach to the tongue that preaches by. You get my point? So tonight, I wanted to just open your eyes to something very key, and I believe that you're not going to leave this room the same again in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. There has been a lot of delusion in the body of Christ, a lot of misunderstanding of the things of the Spirit, because men, again, speak by another spirit and understand by another spirit. And that's the thing about the spirit of religion. The Bible says that they leave out the weightier issues of faith and the law and judgment. Any man by this functioning by the spirit of religion will never have a full apprehension of the judgments of God, will never have a full apprehension of the law of God, will never have a full apprehension of the faith in God. Faith in God judgments and the law and not understood when the spirit of religion sits and therefore it cuts out the weightier issues. It means that for every scripture that the religious spirit cuts, I mean reads, it will cut out what's weight, what is of weight. And if you want to know that a man is religious, study the tongue and how their tongue preaches and how their tongue speaks. You realize that they leave out the weightier issues. I'll give you an example. All of you know the famous Line, work out your salvation in fear and in trembling. But they left out the weight here. Line. And it says, for it is God which worketh. Begin from, 30, from 12. He says, wherefore my brethren, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and in trembling. And then the religious people start to say, you see, you have to what? Work out in fear. And in what? And in trembling. Thank you. Somebody said it the right way. Trembling. They have an O after the B. Walk out your salvation in fear and in trembling. So, the picture of a carnal man walking salvation in fear and in trembling is like this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You get it? That's why the more they read, the more they 
By the time they have PhDs there. Why? Because that's their understanding. But that's not you. Tell your neighbor, that's not me. The next line says, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do. What does that mean? It means that even though you walk out your salvation in fear and in trembling, it is God who works in you. I don't know that you understand. I don't care how long you walk out your salvation, if you can walk it as many times, but it is God who works in you, both to will, okay, I'm willing to go, and to do, I am serving God. So at the end of the day, if you read those two portions of scriptures and put them to the mind of a spiritual mind, you will understand that if the Lord says, walk out your salvation in fear and trembling, but I'm the one who works in you, walk out, but I'm the one who works in you, it means yield to my working in you, both to will and to do. So, what is the lecture to the Christian? How much do I yield for God to work in me? Versus how much do I work for God for him to bless me? So, you see religion, weightier issues. There's a portion of line we used to read many times, many, many times, and I've had many men falsely quote it. Remember Luke 18? He said that um, how hard it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know whether you, you've read that portion of scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. I don't know if you've read that portion of scripture. So, he says that he was talking to the rich man. The rich young man. You remember that? He told him, give, sell all your riches to the, your, your riches and, and follow me. And the Bible says, and when the guy had, he was very what? Sorrowful, for he was what? Rich. Very rich. Next verse. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, how hardly shall that they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? You know, you know what the religious people mean? The more poorer you are, the easier. The more what? The more poorer you are, the what? The easier. So if you're broke, it is easy for you to what? To enter. Why? Because they say, how hardly shall they have that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? They leave out the what? The weightier issues. Next verse. For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into... Ay, 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 ay. If who is rich here, put up your hands. Now, that was the day I realized that Jesus' disciples were also rich. Anyway, next verse. Next verse. This, uh-huh. And they that had it saved. Who then can be saved? The disciples are also there. Hey, hey, did you, you get it? They said, man, we're rich. He couldn't have said, listen, do you think the disciples were absent? No, they were somewhere. And when all of them had it, they say, ah, who then can be saved? Because they look at everyone, sons of Zebedee, what? Everyone has money. Remember, he says, when I sent you without money or pass, did you lack? And they said, we lack nothing. You get it? So they say, hey, how can anyone be saved? Look at the weightier issue. Next verse. And he said, who said? Jesus. He said, the things which are impossible with men 
are what? Are possible with God. Meaning it is very possible to be rich and go to heaven. Are you hearing me? It's very possible to be the richest man in the world and still have God above you. They live out the weightier issues. Now let me tell you something. I've not planned to go somewhere, but let me go there. Just for now, this is to the mature. Huh? How be it, he says, we impart this wisdom to them which are mature. Let me tell you something. When we look at the weightier issues which are of the spirit, the one of the most pressing indifference to a religious spirit are the judgments. You get it? Because the judgments of God are in the face of the mind of God. And therefore, anything or anybody that stands in the place to relate with God pertaining judgments must understand the mind of the judger. You get it? I'll give you an example. Intercession. Huh? We're living in a generation where you can find an intercessor who knows how to scream and pray, but does not have the mind of God. But he's an intercessor. He's an intermediary on behalf of the lost soul toward God, but without the mind of God pertaining his intercession. You get what I'm trying to tell you? Because of that indifference, you realize that many men function by the soulish realm and lose the bigger picture of divine purpose. Look at Daniel. The scriptures tell you one time of Daniel that when the Lord, when there was a tiring of the prophetic word that was spoken about the coming, the, the, remove, the, the, the rescuing of the children of Israel from, Israel, from, from, from bondage eh, to freedom, when Daniel went to inquire, do you realize the language Daniel took? Daniel told God, maybe we have seen. You get it? The, God's mind was, you did not do the calculation. Daniel's mind was, we must have sinned. But he's interceding. You, you see where I'm coming from? He's interceding. He thinks that the problem of the tiring of the things of the spirit are because the children of Israel have fallen. But the mind of the spirit actually is telling us or alluding to the simplest truth. The man had never understood how to calculate time fourth dimensionally. Because the mind of time was redeeming time, not the time. Now when Paul tells us of the places of redemption of time, I tell people you cannot seek a redemption of time if you don't have the wisdom to manifest a place of buying time in what seems like doesn't have time because you are getting it from the spirit realm. And consequently translated on the earthly as quickening. You get what I'm trying to tell you? And because many men don't know the quickening spirit. I love that the English word uses the diction quickening. But actually the Hebrew, Greek language, therefore quickening, is more of the life of God giving a force in the human spirit to produce results in the human that they could not have done without the life of God. It means... That God puts a place where you start to have... This look, and I, I tell people, let me tell you, there is nothing frustrating for the minister when they gauge themselves against the timing of the spirit and they realize that they are slower than their time. Because the biggest appointments of the spirit are simple, like Acts 17, 26 says, has appointed their own timing and their boundaries of habitation. He's appointing that timing and their boundaries of habitation. Very simple. If happily, the Bible says they will what? Seek after him. If happily, they will what? Peradventure, they'll find him. 
they will fill up to him and then find him. That's the consequence. When, when, when God appoints your own time, it means that even though we are as in a time frame as a body of Christ and divine purpose has, has defined how far we as a church can go, everybody has their own timing in the spirit. Everybody has their own timing in the spirit. And every timing of the spirit has one response to it. He has one response to it. One simple response to it. Revelation. How fast does revelation catch your spirit? The moment revelation comes to you, it's yours. The moment revelation is delayed, results are delayed. There is a place where the gifting can be translated as revelation. But I'll tell you the truth. Revelation is deeper than the thing called gifting. A man can teach and preach by reason of gifting. But there is one thing he can never duplicate. It's called the fruit. You can't duplicate fruit. You can't duplicate fruit. You can duplicate the message. You can actually hear Pastor Zach teach and then you get it from his CD. And then you duplicate it to a place where it looks so original. Even preach it better than Pastor Zach. But it's another to produce the results that he produces. That's the place where now we separate the, play, the, the, the line of, did I receive this by reason of gifting or have I been established in the graces of revelation? Because revelation has a redeeming power. It has a place of producing the results that you want to produce. Many Christians can settle for a show of saying, I am born again. I know how to speak. I preach and do all these kinds of things. But how funny are you going to look when you seem like you know, but you don't produce the results of knowing? You get what I'm trying to tell you? If you know, why isn't it showing? And that's why I tell people, the Lord told me many years ago, if you say you know and you can't do, you don't know. You don't know. Do you understand? If you say you know and you cannot manifest, because that's the place of revelation. Those are the stages of revelation. If revelation hits your spirit and you're inspired by the revealed mind of God, Pertaining divine purpose, realization, transformation, and manifestation must take place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you don't even worry to wanting to do it, no. You just have to worry that it gets in your spirit. Because the moment the word gets in your spirit, you'll observe to do. Like Joshua says, you will observe to do. You will not do, you will observe to do. He says, meditate on these words. Let them never depart from thine mouth. That you may observe to do something. There is a force of doing that comes when you start to meditate and think and speak. As you think a word and speak it, there is a force that will get you to a lame man and give you the heart to tell you he can walk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something. Because we're talking of fruit, do you realize that there is a place where he speaks of the fruit of the mouth. They that love it shall eat of its fruit. Are you hearing me? He's not talking about the manifested things by the mouth. He's talking about the fruit of the mouth. Because the seed never sits in the mouth. The seed sits in the heart. That's where the ground is. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. For out of it flow the issues of life. It is the standard place where the word of God gets. So by the time it comes out of us, it must be a fruit. But like I told you, there is a difference between a man who is ministering at the angle of preaching by the tongue. There is 
a man who ministers by the angle of preaching to the tongue. There's a place called Temi. And he says, no man carnal by the flesh can tame the tongue. No man carnally can tame the tongue. No man who is not born of the spirit can know what to say. But you see, you're not men. I said, you're not men. You have been born, the Bible says, not of flesh and blood, neither the will of men, but you've been born of the spirit. And because you've been born of the spirit, it means that there is something in you and nature so definite in you that defines you past how far a human being can go in taming what has to be pre-tamed by reason of nature. Tongues follow nature. That's why lions don't speak. Because it's not in their nature to speak. That's the distinction the Lord has given the human being. But like you have a language and a speech in the physical, you also have a language and a speech in the spirit. And the moment you start to understand how to communicate in the spirit, when you separate yourself with aprons and, and handkerchiefs, there's a language they will carry to the sick. Hallelujah. One time there's a lady who came to me and then called me and told me, Apostle, my child has a swelling. The child had a swelling almost the size of a fist. It was in her but little girl, she was about two and a half years. Lady was called Mary. So I was walking somewhere and I told her, give me your hand. So she gave me a hand. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. I didn't say, heal that girl. No, I said, I release the anointing for the healing of that girl. So I told Mary, take this hand as it is. And comically, she also went like this. You get it? She put it on the girl. Well, next thing I know, after a few minutes, Musumba, Olivia, Echizimba, Tibuze, 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 Tibuze. You understand? Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, these are only so that you believe. <laughs> after believing, you'll do more. You will do more! Yes. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when the Bible says that the kingdom, the Greek word there is realm, of God suffereth violence. Suffereth violence. There is a place where you run mad in the spirit. I'm not talking of your carnal madness. I'm talking of a place where godly anger stirs up your spirit to say it either works or it doesn't work. And when that anger comes in your soul, there's a certain communication that starts to come out of your spirit. It's not ordinary, but it produces results. It's crazy. It's deeper than a man saying, I shout. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Whether you shout or you don't, once the attitude is right, once the attitude and the mind and the knowledge of God is right in your spirit, some of you, the devil, look at your face and walk away. Not because you knew how to fold it, brother, no. But because you have another spiritual face that can be. That's why Paul says, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, meaning they had seen his face in the spirit. Hallelujah. That's when fruit starts to manifest in your life. You start to produce. Let me tell you. When we commended ourselves to the consciences of men and things by speaking of the truth. Are you hearing me? When our mouth started to cut through a sand that separated the bone and marrow for everything and, and exposing our hearts and thoughts for what they really are. Everything in this world started and has been subject to you. Are you hearing me? And because it's subject to you, whether you want it or not, things respond to you. That is why when a man has failed, things don't respond. I was preaching somewhere on Sunday and I told people, like the Bible says that if a man wants to build a house, let him first count the cost. 
Why did I save counting of a cost? Let him, let him, in fact, the Greek word there is let him first count his ability to. Are you able to accomplish? Because the works of God are only validated by how finished they are. Are you hearing me? And the abilities now are not how much strength and power and magazi you have to finish the ministry. No. It's how much you can perceive the finish. You see, revelation is a strength. It is the true line and journey of men breaking forth. It's the true line of warfare. Because it's casting down imaginations. Breaking everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of Christ. And bringing to captivity all thoughts to the obedience of Christ. When people, when people read thoughts, they think he means men's thoughts. No! Everything has a thought. That's why the Bible says that a righteous man, a righteous man, if a man is righteous, the Bible says, he knows how to answer. He just knows how to answer. Let me say it to you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Randa Rabakashi. Proverbs 15, 28. It says that the heart of a righteous man, what? Studies to answer. It studies to answer. Because everything in your life is speaking. For you might not know. Your shoe is speaking. Your bag is speaking. Your hair is speaking. And it's absurd when things start to speak around you when they don't have a mouth. Oh, shake it. That's why it says you count the cost. That's why it says you count the cost. List the Bible says it mocks you. List the work mocks you. It mocks you. Saying, it mocks you. Saying, look, he began a work and he's unable to finish it. Hallelujah. He says, for which of you intending to build a tower, sit it not down first and content, count to the cost, whether he has the sufficiency to finish it. Next verse, 29. List happily after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it. Uh-huh. And all that behold it. Uh-uh. Let's look. No, 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 no. There's a portion of scripture. There's a verse that doesn't talk of the all looking, but the, the work itself mocking. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He says, list it mocks. It mocks. You get it? Your car mocks. Your car shop mocks. Your car office mocks. Everything around. Let me get it. Luke 14, 28. Uh-huh. For which of you intended to build a tower sit not down first and count the cost whether you have sufficient to finish it? Next verse. Least happily after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it. All that behold, eat, yes, begin to mock him. Eat. The work. The work. You get it? The work. Eat. It's the thing mocking. This time it's not. They're not talking about you. No. No. The shop is saying, Shazbeth! <laughs> Praise the Lord. The shoe says, Ah, oh, no, I don't know how. You get it? Things start to deny you. Hallelujah. I tell ministers many a time, they just count the cost of machines, the cost of the pulpit, the cost of the keyboard, the cost of how much they'll pay the ushers and how much field, but they don't count the cost of the work. Hallelujah. 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 Now, why, why, why are we preaching such things at Fanero? Let me tell you, we've seen God 
I'm not boasting, some of you know. But I've realized there's just this consistency with men who have counted cost and men who don't know how to count their cost. They don't know how. Everything in this life that you must do has a cost to it and you must know how to count it. List the wax scones that you owe mocks at you. It is very disappointing when the things you own start to mock at you. The things you should control start to mock at you. It is very bad. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. That's why you're not saying amen. Everyone is looking through. Let me see my shoe. Let me see my car. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we go back to the thing of, like I was saying, you must understand the mind of the spirit pertaining everything that you do. Least you misunderstand judgments. There are many things by the spirit are just simply judgments of God, but you call them for you miracles. That is why when you go to the weightier issues of why Jesus functioned and perhaps these did certain miracles in a certain way. I'll give an example. The woman spends many years ailing, spends everything. And after he heals her, the legal guy is simple. He healed on the Sabbath. You get it? God gets into the mind of the spirit and goes past just her heal and says, if this, if you, your animals fall in a ditch, and you can get them out. How about this daughter of Abraham? He, he, you see, that's weightier. That is weightier. He wasn't just healing her because she was sick at that point. No. He was healing her because she was a daughter of Abraham. And he had an attached promise for her healing. Now, that's not a man with progressive knowledge. Gnosko. You understand? Because Gnosko would not even know whether she is Jewish or Samaritan. But a man of a pig Gnosko can know that this is a daughter of, 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 of Abraham. See, the advanced mind, the complete and perfect mind in the spirit can reveal to him that this being a daughter of, Zion, of, of Abraham cannot suffer this much. Ailing. If men get animals out of... So, for you, bottom line is Jesus healed a woman. But the judgments for this woman's healing, actually the depth of it was the judgments of God were put at work. Daughter of Abraham. Daughter of Abraham. Daughter of Abraham. Another one comes, healing is a children's bread. He's talking of judgments. He has judged worthy that the Jewish child must receive healing. That is her portion. Those are judgments. You see the miracles for you, but to Christ, those are judgments. But if this woman can't say that, hey, even the dogs can eat of the crumbs. It was that simple. She became the dog. And she received healing. And that daughter of Israel, <laughs> a child of Abraham, Worries that they won't be healed. You get it? You, you get where I'm coming from? When you start to understand the judgments of God pertaining his people, you realize that many miracles will start to pursue you simply because of... I'll tell you an example. I told people I had heart disease. I had huh? TB. I had, I had diseases. Sinuses. Everything was on me. I was like... a Stoa. Of what? Disease. I told people that the biggest place of deliverance was when the Lord told me one line. Judgments. You know too much to die. Banangi. No God. No God. He says you know too much to die. I didn't need a prayer of deliverance. No, he just said you know too much to die. 
Knowledge gets us in the depth that causes us to buy time on the earth. Why? Because it cannot come to him and go back void. It must achieve that which he sent it out to achieve. Even if you're going to die next year, but revelation hits your spirit. The holding on to that thing, God must wait to kill you until it pre- He says, for it shall prosper in the thing which I send it. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to tell you. Tell your name, I'm not dying young. Tell him I know too much to die. 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 Why? The just are delivered by knowledge. You just know and deliverance comes. Not because you fasted. Not because you prayed. You just know too much. I don't know why you don't read your Bible. That's why some of you are going to die. I used to have a friend. He told me, man of God, do you know why I don't raise dead people? Ask him why. Because if God needs their knowledge, he would keep them. If he needs their knowledge, he would keep them. And I've gone to understand it true. Only difference between him and me is me have raised some. I have pity on the dead. But do you understand where he was coming from? Not too much. Not too much. Not too much to die. Not too much. Not too much. But when, when the devil comes, God says, uh, 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 he hasn't preached it. He, he hasn't preached it. Why? Because that's what happens. You must accomplish. And this is my meat. It's the meat. It's not the food you're eating on the table, no. He calls it the meat. And he says, and they that have eaten of meat are those who by reason of use have exercised their senses. They have exercised themselves unto godliness. Like you know how to run 100 meters physical. There's a way you can exercise yourself in God. There's a way you can exercise yourself in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will not die early. Because of what you know. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So he says in Ephesians 4.26. Let's read there. I'm going to tell you neighbor we're going deeper. Ephesians 4.29. Whether you say amen. Uh-huh. Let no, one, two, three, let's go. Corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of a divine that it may minister grace to the hearers. Amplified Bible. Something is about to happen in a few minutes. He says, uh-huh, let not foul or polluting language, no evil word, no unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others as is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a blessing and give grace to all who hear. The Greek word there for corruption is translated as something that is outdated. Has been laid off by reason of old age. So when you're reading Hebrews and say is that person of scripture that speaks of the law and says that <laughs> for it is it's ready to what? To vanish away. 
to give way for the what? For the New Testament. Do you know what it means for a man to preach the law? Do you know what it means for a man to preach the law? Corruption. Ah, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. The spirit giveth life. Let me tell you the truth. Many men, so sad, many men, it's so sad. It's so sad that many men are finishing so badly because they are killing them people and they are killing themselves. Paul says we know that the law is good if it is used lawfully. There is a law that precedes the use of the law. You don't just open your mouth and say don't steal, don't kill. Should you please understand the law that precedes the use of the law? You don't just use the law. You don't just open your mouth and use the law. No. He says that we know that the law is good if a man uses it lawfully. There is a lawful use of the law and there is an unlawful use of the law. But we know men who don't know the difference. Why? Because they are too zealous but not according to knowledge. The Bible says that the wrath of man worketh not righteousness. It doesn't mean that because you're too annoyed because the boy slept with a the girl, therefore you'll stop them from sleeping with each other. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. They've screamed at us and we just became more crazier. You know what I'm talking about. Because the wrath of man worketh not righteousness. That's why God wants to introduce the church to the love of God. You see, the love of God, he says it's the only guarantee that never fails. It's the only guarantee that never fails. I was telling people that a few days ago, the Lord has started to speak to me pertaining discipling nations. So I'm going to start taking that train. Hopefully next Thursday I'm going to speak too much on that. Eh? And I understood why we have to teach and make disciples of men. Not just preach. I excited someone. Because what the nations need is discipleship. And I've realized that there is an error in the message. And that is why we're not growing church. And that is why ministries are not growing. It's one thing to be indifferent to divine purpose. <laughs> and it's another when divine purpose has a cost you must calculate. Some men don't even understand divine purpose. They don't understand purpose. I can read for you the trend of our nation and where it's coming from, from Edward Joe Church, to the, who is a recipient of the Azusa Street. I can get you stuff in Azusa and show it to you and tell you where our nation is going. Today what we have is just men anointed. He just has a small guy who grows up seeing an anointing people falling in the meetings. And, and by the way, I have that anointing also. So don't worry about that. But you see, people get slain and that's okay. You understand? We, we, they are filled with the Holy Spirit. They have children and then they die and that's it. But there's a bigger picture in Christ. Which now starts to depict the liberties of the Spirit. The freedom which the church of Christ must have. And every freedom must have a voice. It must have a voice. But look at our nation. Our men of God can't really speak. Or they're not in position to really cause the change. Look at USA. Look at USA. Listen to them speaking. They have these big, magnomous things. Ginormous churches. But get to the substance and weigh men. You will you win. Why? Because they don't have that nation. Presidents don't seek their mind. Kings don't seek their mind. Senators don't seek their mind. 
administrators don't seek their mind. You get it? It's kind of like you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And they say, we're children of Abraham. When have we ever been in bondage? Okay. They don't even know. They don't even know that they're under Roman rule. That's absurd. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? But you see, for us, there is a message. There is something I feel the Lord is bathing in our generation. Huh? You might not understand now, but give us two years. Just give us two. The, the things of the special man of God, they've come to an end. They've come to an end. Some of you are in November blessing. Lemon walked before even we got on the pulpit. Ushers were the ones making them walk. You get it? So, so we don't even waste that time on, on the elementary things of the first principles of the oracles. The, those were just first principles of the oracles. Such so that men know that you know more than healing. Because it was what actually drove our nation. The miraculous. And it's wonderful. But the Bible says, but if it's so only that men will believe. After they believe. After they believe. There's a certain hunger in their spirit that starts to, to birth for, for death. You, that's why the, some of you are not proud now. But there's certain things you can't listen to anymore. Not because you don't want to listen to them. No. But they've been so spoken that they are so usual. They're so usual. They're so usual. Get me through the whole scripture. Some of us have read the Bible many times. We even go tired of going through around it. You get what I'm trying to tell you? Then when a man starts speaking from north, you know where he's going. You can even predict his sermon. You get what I'm trying to tell you? You understand? And every time you stumble on the spirit, like the Amplified Bible says, he says, he revealed the bottomless things. I want to get to a point where the feeling after God. You see, the Bible says, for adventure, they might feel after. They might find him and feel after him. The place where we feel after God. You get it? I must feel like I'm in a bottomless thing. Cold revelation. I, I don't want to get to a point where I'm stuck with what I must speak because I'm mandated to speak. I must go past the one wanting to speak because I'm mandated to a place where my heart indicts good matters because I've done things touching the king. And my tongue now, the Bible says, becomes like a one of a ready writer. The hand of a ready writer. But the moment they say, speak, you are Why? Because you're speaking from depth. The Lord has had a dealing. That's the challenge with our people. They don't take time to get experienced in the teaching of the spirit. To be filled with epignosis. To minister from epignosis. They want to minister from a progressive line. I read this book. It blessed me. Let me preach a sermon on it. I had a certain guy preach and then I got a sermon out of that. That's wonderful to get a sermon out of that. But there is a depth in God that can get you in that sermon and get you deeper in the very sermon. That's what he calls the word of God. Are you hearing me? He says it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It is one. It's in Jeremiah that you find lamentations. It's in lamentations that you find Jonah. It's in Jonah that you find John. It's in John that you find Ezekiah. You get it's inside there that the ceiling up here is total mind of God, which is the one. And the very mind now, totally, as is Logos, the Bible says, it's by which he framed the world. He says, by faith we know that the worlds were framed by the word. Hebrews chapter 11, I think, verse 3. He says, everything, so that the things, listen to this language, which are seen, eh? 
are not made by things which do appear. Meaning in the spirit realm, to physical, there are things which appear. There are things which appear. Funera is an appearance. Ah, you don't understand. The miraculous is an appearance. He says they're not brought about by the things which do appear. Meaning that by the mind of the spirit, there are things which are positioned in present continuous tense to manifest. You just need to have the mind of how to manifest them. They're existing, but you must make them appear. There's a ministry in you that must appear. There is an anointing on you that must appear. He said that the things which are seen were not made by the things which do appear. Which means he says they were made by things which don't appear, but they are things. That means that the things that don't appear get their copy in the world of appearance because it's the world. The world is because the human mind entered therein. The mind of the spirit thus far now gets logos in your spirit enough to position you to know how and which way you work with the Holy Ghost to manifest what is him. This is the simplicity of the gospel. So the Bible says he spoke to them concerning the things which existed before the foundation of the world. The whole gospel of Jesus was not something he picked on the earth. He never learned a lesson on us. Christ never spoke from the earthly plane. The Bible says the truth which is from above. It is of above. It's from above. The truth is from above. And the Bible says that truth which is from above. The wisdom which is from above. The Bible says it's first of all peaceable. Peaceable. It's peaceable. There's a certain thing that puts a peace in you that tells you everything must be okay. I don't need to see. But when Paul looks at that peace, he says, brethren, we are persuaded of better things which accompany your salvation. I am so sure. You're going to make it. I'm past hoping. I'm not praying. I am fully persuaded. Of those things which accompany your salvation. The fact that you're born again. There's certain things that will never happen to you. But how be that now. In the minds of the gullible. These things are summons to convince men. Of things they ought to be persuaded about. And you don't tell the difference. Hmm. Listen. The church has gone past. I am persuaded. We don't forget I am so persuaded. You see, because if I look at the mind of the spirit, do you know prophecy is slower than revelation? I don't know whether somebody understood that mystery. Prophecy is slower than revelation. That's why Peter calls it the sure word of prophecy. It is quick and active. He didn't say prophecy is quick and active. He, he says that the word is quicker and active. It is dynamic in nature. The word of the spirit is quicker than what a prophet. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The Christian must carry affirmations of the spirit consonant to the word. That any prophet that comes only can confirm what is already affirmed by the spirit. Why? Because we are led of the spirit, not of the prophets. So does prophecy lose its place? It doesn't lose its place. It only understands it is slower than the one. It is slower than the one. Look at Jesus. Why do you think he taught more than he prophesied? 
He knew what was faster. This quick. It's quick. It's quick. He could go through the whole process of I see that your cousin's uncle bewitched you. No. He just says, be healed. And that's it. Lazarus, come forth. You get it? Now, that kind of dispensation, whether I'm prophesying that you're going to come out of that problem, well, I'm not. There's a man who has enough word and tenacity with enough strength to say you're out and nothing in hell can hold you there. Nothing. That's what makes the word of God weighty. It starts to carry weight. You don't just speak words anymore. Uh-uh. Because why the judgments are on idle words. He says they shall be judged for, for the idle words. We, Christianity is not supposed to have idle words. Let me say it that way. That's idle. That's idle. It doesn't minister grace. Tell anybody that's idle. It's very idle watch. Let me read for you something. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10. It says, For he that will love like. Now you understand people want to commit suicide. For he that will love life, what does it say? And see good days. Let him do what? Refrain his tongue from what? Evil and his lips that they speak no. Give me the Amplified Bible. It's interesting. Let him who wants to enjoy. Do you want to enjoy? Do you want to enjoy? Let him who wants to enjoy and see good days. Where you wake up in the morning and 21st brother is waiting. You're happy to enter. You, I'm excited to enter tomorrow. Oh my God. I used to hear fees. If you're a parent and you're here, the moment the time has ended, Get in the living room and say they're going back to school. I'm excited, brother. They're going back. You tell your kids you're going back to school. I'm excited. But look at our language. But you know you're gonna. When are you If I was a doctor outside in the Kufa, Luatikuwa Do you want to enjoy life? Let's go back. Amplified. Huh? The way I said, let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days. Good, whether apparent or not, keep his time free from evil. Give me the message version. Give me the message. Whoever, this is for anybody. Whether born again or not. He said, whoever wants to embrace life and see the death fill up with good. 
Here is what you do. Say nothing evil. Say nothing evil. Say nothing evil. You see, this is a principle. The Bible says that all power and authority in heaven and earth has been given me. Meaning, we don't deal with the devil on power against power anymore. But listen to unwholesome talk. Listen to unwholesome talk. We break the power of the enemy. The power, the evil powers. The power of the enemy. You, 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 did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? They're breaking the power of the enemy. Ephesians 6, uh-huh. Ephesians 6 put you on the armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles, the tricks. They're lies, brother. It's not power. No, they're lies. It's not power. I pray that you may be able to break the tricks. Don't break power. You're no longer relating with the devil on a power level. Cancer. All power. Another blessing you remember. All power. All. What does the devil have? Nothing. So if he has nothing, how do you address him? Intercessors starting revival meetings. Tukuturamani. Gasitani. Agamani. Agasibiabantu. Obutasaba. Amani. Agabalemesa. Okuwakusa. Amani. Agabalemesa. Okutuka. Amani. Agabalemesa. Okumenya menya. Never you can be one for nemiga. Amani. Agabalemesa. Okuita kunsosi. Amani. Agabalemesa. Okuitambi wombu amani tukutula amani and I observe at them and I say they're gonna fail they're so going to fail oh 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 power oh oh he said has been given unto me Go! <laughs> Go! Go! Do miracle signs and wonders. Shake the world. I remember the back of those days when we were still babies in the spirit. My God, I used to put on armors. I put on the breastplate of the sheep, the breastplate of the the dream, the shoes, the what? And then I look like these armors of the movie Sting, ding, with my sword. So while I'm casting out in the spirit room, I'm like this one. I'm guarded. I'm guarded. Because I must put on the armor. The pastor who told me then told me, So they are telling us anytime you don't put on the demons, come, my God, my God. Put on the armor. So every time they would call me for a deliverance session. Then I go for deliverance. Surely short. 
knife. I'm ready. Iranga, by the way, when I look back and I laugh at myself. <laughs> One time they brought like, a woman, she was mad over what? And then I said, she said, I put on the armor of God, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. <laughs> oh my God. Now, now, oh, now you bring them. <laughs> Even if at night I'm asleep and then they won't be the sound of the just come Praise God. So many Christians have not yet understood that the devil works with their power. You have cancer because you gave the devil power to give you cancer. How does he do it? How does he do it? This is how he does it. He knows he can't give you cancer. But he knows you can give yourself cancer. So he produces tricks. Tricks are pain. I can't breathe. Hmm? Why is he producing them? He, he can't produce tricks. So when you say, oh, somebody called me today, yesterday, and they told me, Apostle, they said my immune, it is on zero, and I have cancer. I told her, don't go back to that hospital. I'm not crazy. Don't go back to that hospital. Don't go back for treatment. Don't do nothing. Let me see you die. Then she told me why. I told her you might see it. You can't die of cancer. I live Abraham. You can't be submitted to me and die cancer. You can't. I told her, don't go back there. Let me see you die of cancer. Because I know, I know who I believed. I know what he has said. I don't give occasion for sin. That which is not done in faith, that ah, is sin. I don't give occasion. It's, you might call it arrogant, but I'm going to put her here after one month and make her testify here. I'm the one going to take her for a test myself. I told people one day, one, one, my own came and told me I have HIV. I've been diagnosed by that three test thing. I told her, come. I took her to Ebenezer. I told the nurse, check her again. She told me why. I told her, my kind can't have HIV. My, my kind. Don't you take it at a number? Then they come back negative. You're joking. Don't accept everything. You have high blood pressure. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, no. 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 Some of us would be dead if we accepted everything. But listen, I can't give the devil an occasion of the day to tell me what I carry. Oh no, 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 brother. No. That's not the language. Your, your disease should not overpower you. No. That's why I love the language on Hannah. I, I think it was Hannah or something. She said that my, my mouth has, has overridden. It has spoken over above my enemies. You, can, you have to get to a point where what you speak is bigger than cancer. You must carry a mouth. I think it's First Samuel chapter 2 verse 1 or something like that. Or Second Samuel chapter 2 verse 1. She spoke of how, oh, up to 3 or something like that. The Bible says she spoke of how her mouth has become bigger 
than her enemies. Your mouth must become bigger than anything that can kill you. Don't have a smaller mouth. Have a mouth bigger than cancer. Have a mouth bigger than HIV. Have a mouth bigger than lameness. Have a mouth bigger than arthritis. Just have a, a mouth bigger. Just have a mouth bigger. Because there's no way a 30 year old can tell me Mushiazka has advanced. That's their nonsense. And I will make sure she testifies here. I'll make sure. God knows. You know, even some Christians just say, eh, my heart rejoices, my horn is exalted, my mouth is enlarged over my enemies. You, you must have a larger mouth <laughs> than anything that is against you. Tell your neighbor, I have a bigger mouth than anything that is against me. Tell him one more time, I have a bigger mouth than anything that is against me. That's who we are. I'm bigger than any word you could ever speak about disease. I speak bigger. Hallelujah. But some people just accept it. He knows he can't. But he knows he can push you to a place of confessing it. Many people didn't die of cancer. No. They died of the word. I've been diagnosed with cancer. That's what killed them. That's what killed them. My relatives can tell you I never spoke about heart issues until I started to see him. I could not. I couldn't for so long. I couldn't. I only talked to like two, three people for testimony issues only. And I told them, don't pity me. Man, you can be pitied to death. No fear at the long You know how the guy thinks. He doesn't have power, but he knows that if he can push you to a place of confessing it. Because remember this principle, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So life doesn't have power, death doesn't have power, but the tongue has power. He has power. So he knows he can't kill you, but he has something that can kill you, and he has your mouth. Can he give you all the necessary signs for you to believe that you're sick? I'm not feeling okay. I'm going to die. I'm going to faint. The moment you start that, now you're going. Why? Because the word you've spoken carries power. The Bible says the mouth of a, of a king has power. But the Bible says you've been made kings and priests unto the most high God. So you carry a kingly anointing. By consequence of kingly anointing upon you, everything you say is executed. I have flu. Finished. I have HIV. Finished. I have this. Finished. There's a guy one time who came to me and told me, Apostle, they fired me. I like the way he said but they have fired me. These guys love joking. You know what? I didn't feel like laughing, but I looked at him and I said, they got me right there. As long as they got me right there. We laughed. Next day, they called him back to work. What am I saying? Cancer is joking. HIV is joking. Disease is joking. 
results are joking. I said they are joking. Anything spoken about you is a joke. It is a joke. There's a truth said about you. And the Bible says it standeth forever. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Proverbs 13 verse 2 says, A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. But the soul of the transgressor shall he eat violence. It says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. Do you want to keep your life? You don't want to die early. Keep your mouth. Some people are saying, uh-huh, that's why I have a problem with those guys. These days I'm seeing a lot of televangelists teaching about health and eating good food. I'm sorry, I'm a bit, I don't know, conventional or conservative regarding food. Listen, the Bible says, let no man judge you in food. Now you've eaten all your pork well. You start to ribarak. Shanda labara. There is nothing I don't eat. The people have said, Apostle, you're going to gain weight. I'm still waiting. Why? Because me, after eating my pork, it doesn't matter how much I eat. And then I eat the fat. And after eating the fat, I get in my bedroom. I say, Shalabaka. And cholesterol starts to find its place. It goes in the tongues. Because it's spiritual exercise. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. One time I was in Chambago. The Lord gave me a vision of two people who don't eat meat. I said, there are two people here who don't eat meat. Stand up. They stood up. I told them, go eat meat now. We did smanya until they had smanya meat allergies. We didn't pray. I just told them, go eat meat now. They ate. The girl was healed. The boy came back and told me, Papa, I've swollen. I told him, eat more. He says, Papa, I'm swelling. I told him, Brother, Joel, eat more. He ate more and ate more because I'm swollen. I told him, Joel, eat more. Don't you understand? That was the last time he had that nonsense. Now he eats his pork and meat. That the communication of your faith might become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ Jesus. He says we're not of them which draw back to perdition. No, we're of them who hold on to the serving of the soul. Unless you sound dead. But the moment you never say I'm dead, brother, we're going to eat many years with you. Just keep your mouth. He ate meat until meat left him. Allergy left him. Pastor Isaiah, he used to have one of the worst ulcers I've ever seen. You know what he did? He fasted. Ulcer came, he fasted more. Alsa came, he fasted more. Alsa came, he fasted more. Until Alsa said, Oh, one home, Zedian Firako watch, Simusovola. Kumwe Walua Tamune. One of you must leave the other. 
We don't give up. The moment it fails today, tomorrow you come back and do the very thing. The very thing. When you preach the gospel and they beat you, that's why you go the next day. The next day. Don't give them occasion of the day. That's what the Bible says. You go there the next day and do the very thing until it leaves you. But Christians, can I show you a principle I've lived with all my life? Ever since I understood this mystery. Ezekiel 33. Deuteronomy, sorry. I'll finish with that. 33, verse 18. Let me show you a secret. If you there, say amen. He said, and of Zebulun, are you with me? And of Zebulun, he said, rejoice. Huh? Listen to this. In thy going out, and Issachar in thy tent. Some of you might not understand, but you're going to understand. I repeat. And of Zebulun, he said, rejoice. Zebulun, in thy going out, and Issachar in thy tents. The word Zebulun is translated in the Hebrew as the exalted one. You remember the lady who could not give birth? The tenth child of Leah was Zebulun. For she said, For the Lord has honored, and now my husband shall honor me and exalt me. That's the name Zebulun. The exalted one out of what they received and was not expected. Okay? And the word Issachar is not only he loves. But the depth of Ishaka is that he brings reward. So he says, of the God who has exalted you and has brought and is bringing you reward every day. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Next verse. They shall call the people. Zebulun and who? Ishaka. They shall call the people unto the mountain. And the Bible says, and there they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness. And for the Bible says, they shall suck of the abundance of the seas and of the treasures hid in the sun. Who? Zebulun and Ishakar. Every time you position yourself in your going out with the Lord who exalted you and in your tents with the Lord who rewards you, he says you'll attract righteousness and you'll suck treasures. will come sucking out like milking, getting in out. You, you know how to attract blessing. You know how to attract greatness. You know how to attract wisdom. You know how to attract riches. You can attract anything and anybody to you. That's the essence of the anointing, to make things attracted to you. But the substance must be the going out of men who understand that they have been exalted and honored. That's the essence of the word called honored. The Bible says he honored his servants. Blessed be the Lord. The Bible says he has counted us among us, the accepted ones, the beloved. The beloved ones. We are the beloved. We are accepted in the beloved. We are honored in the beloved. We are Zebulun in the beloved. You must always move with a mind that I'm exalted above anything. I am a child of God. He holds in high esteem. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. He says he has exalted his word above his name. But you've been begotten of the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. Ha! That means he has begotten you to a life that is above Satan. Uh-uh. His name. 
He has exalted his word above his name. The word became flesh. We behold his only glory as the only true son of God. This is Jesus. And if it is Jesus, which is the word, which is in you, it means that the Christ in you has been exalted above his name. He must first fail as Jehovah Jireh for you to fail to be provided for. He must first fail to be Jehovah Rapha for you to get healed. He must first stop being Jehovah Rohi for you not to be shepherded. He must first stop to be God for you to fail. And of the Ishakar, we expect good things. Expect good things. The Bible says the Lord has promised that he shall what? Do me good. He promised he'll do you good. So when a man is in the mind of the spirit as of an exalted child of God, and number two, has dispensed in a place of expecting God to bring stuff. Do you see how your mouth starts to speak? I wake up in the morning, I look at the mirror, and I say, God, La Bonita is feeling today. Praise God. Uma is feeling tonight. Praise God. The conference halls in Kampala, they're all feeling in the name of Jesus. I cannot fail. I cannot, even if I try. It's not my portion. I'm an exalted child of God. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. The simplicity of the gospel. The word of God is working in my spirit. Every fiber of my being. The Bible says he maketh my countenance healthy. I arrest my countenance. Let a man look at my picture and be healed. Let a man look at my picture and walk. Let a dead man just smell my name and be healed. Let a man talk about me and let him have access. Let him have this because he knows me. You see what I'm trying to tell you? I'm trying to place myself where the Lord has blessed me. And expect stuff from him. And that's why my mouth starts to speak a certain way. Because it's only Zebulun and Ishakar always fetch treasure. They fetch treasure. The depth of anything called blessing in God can be attracted when your mouth is arrested. When you know what to speak, when to speak. He says, tame your tongue. Tame your tongue. Keep your life. Just keep your mouth. Your life will be kept. If you want to live a glorious life, anything in this world can be given you. But never find yourself with a corrupt mouth because of circumstances and situations. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. Stay maintaining your faith. He says if we behold the beginning of our confidence up to the end, he says we are made partakers of Christ. Christ is translated as the anointing. Meaning we attract the anointing if we hold the beginning of our confidence until the end. Until the end. You don't give up. Even when things seem like they are not working the way you want them. No, you don't throw in the towel and say, no, no. You listen, it can only fail when you say it has failed. Try to understand me. One time a man was calling me, he called me at midnight at, um, at about midday. And he told me his little girl was dying. I told him, let's pray. He prayed. He called me in the evening and he told me she's worse. He called me at midnight and he told me, this time, man of God, I don't know what to do. He called me at 3 a.m. in the morning and told me there's no pulse in the girl. I told the man, sir, I prayed for your girl at midday. I'm not going to pray again. I told me, ask me. I asked him. He asked me, what should I do? I told him simply, think your kid go to school. Think then graduate. Think of the man she'll marry and let that take you to sleep. The next day she was as brand new But they observed lying vanities and forsook their own mercy. They forsook their own mercy. 
Because situations around you are shaking you. You think they're going to kill you. They're not going to kill you. You are going to kill yourself. If you don't learn to speak the right words. Hallelujah. Start to speak a few words. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. Speak some words. Come and raise your voice and speak something. Speak something. Speak something. Speak something. Just take one minute and speak something. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're feeling in your system. Speak something. The word of a king has power. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Somebody say something about your life. Say something about your ministry. Say something about your relationship. You will not die but me. In Jesus' name. I speak on your body. I decree that you live a long life. I speak at your workplace. I speak to your business. I speak to your life. I speak to your time. I speak in the name of Jesus to everything that surrounds you. I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that it is well with you. The Bible says, say to the righteous, it is well. Say to the righteous, it is well. Your business, it is well. Your workplace, it is well. Your ministry, it is well. Your articulation, it is well. Your visions, it is well. Your substance is well. Your revelation is well. Your works are well. Your marriage is well. In the name of Jesus. 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 If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. If you want to accept the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, just put up your hand straight where you are. Thank you, Lord. I see somebody down there. Is there any other hand? Where? This one as well. Repeat this one after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I'm born again. In Jesus' name. Tell him I'm shining. Tell him I'm so shining. I am so anointed. I'm so big. So, so big. I have a mouth bigger than my enemies. I have a mouth bigger than any disease. Tell him. I have a mouth bigger than any circumstance. I can speak. It is working in my life. It is working in my relationships. It's working in everything I do. In Jesus' name. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest. <laughs>